0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Today, we would like to talk about one of the characteristics of the godly mom, and this characteristic is from God that we all should have, not just only the moms. What is the hallmark of a godly mom? And what can children do to their mom? I would like to read Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Kindness is the hallmark of the godly mother. And kindness is something that all the dad and the children can do to the mother in the house. Be kind to her because she has been kind to you. The Bible says that we should put on kindness Kindness is the characteristic of God. Kindness is love in action. When we talk about love, it sounds like abstract. But kindness is not just an abstract, but love in action. You do something when you are kind. When you love people, you take action. You do some practical help and practical service to show kindness to people around you. And you can do that. To your mother, kindness is not just for mothers, because the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, love suffers, longs, and is kind. So the Bible says that God is love, and love is kind, and every Christian should walk in love. So kindness is not just for only the moms, but also for all the Christians in all, all over the world. Now, I would like to share with you quickly how we can show kindness to our moms, how the mom can show kindness to the children, and how the husband can show kindness to the mom of their children. The first thing that we want to learn about showing kindness in action is to be sensitive. To be sensitive. Everyone says sensitive. What does it mean, Sensitive. It means to tune in. It means to be aware of the needs of the people around you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. If you care, you will be aware of the interests, of the feelings, Of the needs of people around you. I agree with Tanida that Pastor Da is very sensitive to the needs of people. I am very weak in this area and I ask God to help me to improve. But I learn a lot from Pastor Da, the mom in the house. She is so thoughtful, very tuned in. She is one of the best person in the world who is so sensitive to the Holy Spirit in finding gifts for people. When she went out to shop for people, to buy gifts, she, she would hear the voice of God and know exactly what people need. She's so sensitive to the need of people. And that is the hallmark of a godly mom. And we all should grow in this area, put on kindness, to be sensitive to the needs of people around us. The fact of life is that everybody goes through tough times. I believe that the person sitting next to you goes through some tough time in different areas. Some of you may go through tough time in job, with the boss, with the project you're doing, or with the traffic jam on I-5. You go through tough time every day. So you need some encouragement. You need some kindness from people around you. And that's why we need to be sensitive to the feelings and to the needs of other people. And the number one cause that blocked us from showing kindness is busyness of life. We have to be very careful that we will not be too busy to the point that we cannot show kindness to people around us, especially to our mom. We should think about what she needs and what her feeling is each day. Put that in your weekly schedule, how you're going to show your kindness to your mother Sometimes we are so busy with our agenda, with our desire, with our work, with our plan and everything to the point that we forget to tune in and be sensitive to other people's needs. I myself try to develop this character too. I try to be more sensitive because my training, I was a surgeon, so I try to shut my emotion off because if the patient come in and say they have some problem I don't want to be dragged into that problem with them. So I need to change to be more sensitive to people's need. And we can see that characteristic in the Lord Jesus himself. At one time, a multitude came and listened to his teaching and received his healing. And by the end of the day, that is a remote place. All the disciples say, send these people home. We did not have any food to feed them. And look at what Jesus said. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. So his disciple, the disciple need to learn from Jesus, they were not kind, came to him. This is a remote place, they said. And it is already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. Jesus wanted to show kindness. He was sensitive to the needs of these people. They said to him, that would take eight months of a man wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it To them to eat. We learn from Jesus that he was so sensitive. He was so tuning in to the needs and he believed in the power of God to meet the needs of people. Everyone say kindness is sensitive. Number two, kindness is not only sensitive or tuned in, but kindness also is supportive. When you are kind, you support people. And I want to emphasize one thing that you can support people when you are kind to people. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4, one of the versions say, Kind words brings life, but cruel words crush the spirit. In New King James Version say, The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So, in order to be kind to people, we need to use our mouth to support, to be kind to people. When people have success in their life or they pass the exam, you say, congratulations. You use your mouth to speak kind words to people, to build people up so that they can feel encouraged. Are you an encourager or you are a discourager? Do you like to lift people up, or you like to put people down with your words? Do you like to stroke people on the back and massage them? Or do you like to poke them with the difficult and very cruel words? I learned one thing as a doctor. When you fall down and you break your leg or you break your arm, you put the cast on, that bones gonna heal in. Two to three months, it depends on your age. Young kids will take about two months. Older people will take three months for the bone to heal. So it takes just a short period of time to heal the broken bone. But the Bible says that the cruel words, the sarcastic word, the rude word, the unbiblical words really crush or really break the spirit of people. When you speak very cruel words, very strong words, That broken spirit has difficulty in healing. It can stay with that person for a long, long time. That's why if you're kind to people, you need to watch your mouth what you say instead of nagging on your children. Instead of nagging on your mom, you should be bragging about your mom. You should be bragging about your children. Pull out all the positive things of them and talk about it. Don't talk about the negative things of your kids or not. Don't talk about the negative things of your children. Amen? Use sky kind word. If this happens, I want to ask you, will you be rich or will you be in the red? If God... Shout from heaven and say, every kind word you say in year 2014, I will add to your bank account $1. Maybe $10, how about that? Every kind word you say in year 2014, I will put $10 in your bank account. But every cruel word you say, I will pull out $10 out of your bank account. You go home and think about this homework. Will you be rich by the end of this year? Oh, you will be in the red by the end of this year. Think about it. Amen. So from today on, in mid of year 2014, start to put in the bank account of God that you say kind words to your mom. You say kind words to your children more and more. I believe that the members of New Hope International Church will be rich by the end of this year. Remember this, if you belittle people, you put people down, you are being little yourself. In order to lift yourself up, you need to lift other people up first. And when they are lifted up by your words, you will be lifted up as well. So, number one, be sensitive. Number two, be supportive in your wordings. Number three, be sympathetic. Romans chapter 12, verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Another version say, when others are happy, be happy with them. When they are sad, share their sorrows. Kindness also share in the feeling of people. Kindness share in the feeling of people. I need to admit to you that this is one of my Greatest weakness in my life that I need to improve in the past many years. I remember one time I operated on one patient who has a brain tumor. Both the husband and the wife came to me in the home and we talked. I was so tired from my work that day, just finished all four operations. And the wife told me, oh, I'm so happy. My neighbor just got saved and the kid just got saved and was sitting there blank. I had no feeling on my face at all. And I find out from the husband later on that his wife was not very happy with me because she was so excited about her neighbor, God saved. but I was sitting there, really? Thank God. (laughs) I did not show any emotion. After I heard from the husband that the wife was so upset with me, I repented and I tried to improve, to be more sympathetic, to tune in into other people's feelings. When people get excited you get excited with them. Amen? When they are sad, you just cry with them. You don't look like just a piece of big stone and have no feeling at all. Sometimes, especially men, think that it's so cool not to show your feeling. I heard that one of the reasons President Reagan was so so loved by the people in America Because he was the kind of leader that when he heard the bad news happened in the U.S., he would cry in public. The tears would come out from him because he just identified with people's feelings. Tears would be on his eyes. I want to tell you one truth. Great leaders are willing to express the feeling. Willing to laugh with people who laugh. Willing to cry and have tears on their eyes when people are sad. It's okay, men. It's okay, mom. It's okay that you show your feeling. You cry. You have tears in your eyes. Amen? You express your emotion. Some of us may feel very awkward to go to a funeral ceremony. And you say, I don't know what to say. You don't need to say anything. You just show up and show sympathy and cry with the family. Show your support by being kind and show your emotion with them. Weak leaders will not show emotion, but strong leaders willing to show emotion. The shortest verse in the Bible is when Jesus heard that Lazarus passed away. And the Bible say, Jesus wept. Jesus cried when he heard that one of his best friends died. Therefore, it's okay to cry with people who cry. It's okay to laugh and rejoice and get excited when people get excited. You sometimes don't have to say much. You just cry with people. Amen? For mom in this room, if you want to win the hearts of teenagers in your house, how many people have teenagers? Okay. If you want to win the hearts of teenagers, you need to understand one thing. In those years of being a teenage, everything for their life is a big deal. If they have a pimple come up on their face, they think that they have a natural disaster. So when they come to you, mom, oh, look at this. I have one pimple on my face. And you just ignore, keep cooking. And you say, it's not a big deal. You forget that when you were teenagers, it's a big deal for you as well. And you totally forget. You need to say, oh, honey, really? Let me see what's going on. Okay. I will call the doctor. You want to go to see the doctor? <laughs> oh, your teenager will be happy that you care. When your teenager come home and say, you know, mom, my friend just teased me. They give me a hard time. Get over it. Not a big deal. Get over it. But for them to have their friend tease them, it's like the whole world is collapsing. So you need to be sensitive to or be sympathetic to the teenager and you're going to win their heart. When teenagers say something that is important to them, remember, it must be important to you as well. And the teenagers will love you. And they, when you say go wash the dishes, they will do it for you. Because you care about what they care. Amen? So be supportive, be sensitive, be sympathetic. Number four, be straightforward. Sometimes kindness can be shown by being straightforward, by confrontation. You need to be candid, you need to be frank with people. Sometimes your kids can go into the wrong direction, into the Direction that they're going to destroy their own life because they make the wrong decision. And if you're kind enough, you're going to call them in and look at their eyes, face to face, eye to eye, and say, Honey, you are going the wrong direction right now. And that is a way to show kindness. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 27, verse 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, wounds from a friend. When you talk something straightforward to people, what they do wrong, this wrong decision they make, it can be very painful for them. But it's good. They need to hear that. Amen. You need to tell them the truth so that they can wake up and they will not go to that direction. In Psalm 141 verse 5, The Bible says, let a righteous man strike me. In other words, let a good man rebuke me in kindness. It is a kindness when a person rebukes you or corrects you or tells you what's wrong with your life. It's the kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Yet my prayer is ever against the deeds of doer. Have you ever seen a bumper sticker say, real friends, don't let friends drive drunk. So you tell your friend the truth. Level down to their eyes, look at their eyes and say, this is a wrong direction. I think you need to change. You need to repent. A genuine friend will say, you are it. Please repent. Don't say, it's not my business. The problem of your kids is also your business. Amen? The problem that your mom is facing is also your business. Sometimes we have to sit down and talk face to face. Actually, I just saw one patient. She is older than 80 years old. And she has big bone calcium spur in her neck. That calcium spur pushed on the spinal cord. And the MRI showed that her spinal cord get contours, looked like white in the spinal cord. Normally, the spinal cord looked gray. But she has white stuff in the spinal cord. She walked into my office with difficulty in her legs. And can you imagine as a neurosurgeon, I say, Oh, Mrs. So-and-so, it's okay, la. You don't need to do anything. You just go home and watch TV in a few weeks. She's going to be polarized. She's going to be on a wheelchair. And when the spinal cord gets injured, it will never come back. It's permanent. I believe that patient needs my honest opinion. Tell her the truth. She is more than 80 years old. She doesn't like to hear the word surgery. She doesn't want to hear somebody going to cut on her neck. But I look at her eyes, Mrs. So-and-so, you have a big problem. You have the spinal cord compression. And if you don't fix it, you're going to be on a wheelchair or you're going to fall down and break your hip in the near future. And that's why I have to do emergency operation on Friday night. But she's okay now. She get up and walk. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You see, the doctor have to speak the truth to the patient. Sometimes you need to have a cut in order to get healed. You need to hurt to get healed. The same thing, you tell people the truth, they get hurt at the beginning, but they get healed at the end, because you're kind enough to speak the truth to your teenagers, to your children, to your husband, to your family members, and sometimes even to your boss, to your employees, amen? I heard a pastor told me about a marriage counseling, a a woman come to the pastor and say, you know, I, I'm not happy with my marriage. My husband already got into the fourth adultery. But I did not want to talk to him. I didn't want to rock the boat. And the pastor say, you need to rock the boat. You need to tell him, stop committing adultery. Otherwise, it's not going to stop. You need to face to face with him and say, hey, Stop, honey, don't do that. You know, in certain situations, that is kindness. You need to speak the truth so that people will wake up and stop doing the wrong thing. You remember the story of Peter. One time, Peter spoke to Jesus, don't go to the cross. And Jesus did not go around the bush and say, oh, Peter, I love you. I think you should go to Bible study another five weeks and I think you're going to get the message. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. You don't speak the will of God. You speak the will of man. He was so straightforward to Peter. That is kindness. Kindness always comes up straightforward sometimes. You may ask me the question, Pastor, when I should be straightforward? Should I use confrontation? I should use the word comfort in each situation. Should I be confronting now or should be comforting now? You need to ask the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you need to be confronting. Sometimes you need to be comforting and encouraging. It depends on the situation. Amen? Be supportive. Be sensitive. Be sympathetic. And be straightforward. Number five, be spontaneous. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. How you show kindness? Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Everyone say, opportunities. When should we be kind? When the opportunity arises. When should we be kind? We spontaneously do it when we see the need. When we see the need, do it then. Don't wait for the next day. How many people face this situation in your life? I face it. Somebody do good to you. Some do some nice thing to you. Buy a gift. And you were thinking in your mind, I'm going to write a thank you card and send out to say thank you so much for doing this nice thing for me. A year has gone by and you totally forgot to send the thank you card. You feel so embarrassed to send that card now. Or you move into an, a new neighborhood. And you think that I should greet all the people in this neighborhood. And you keep thinking and thinking and thinking. Three years have gone by. You never say hi to anybody in that neighborhood. And now it's too embarrassed to knock on the door and say, Hi, I'm a new neighbor. You keep putting it off. You are not spontaneous. Kindness is spontaneous. If you go home today and you think, I need to show love to my mom. I'm going to help her clean up the dishes. Clean up the bathroom. Do it today. Don't wait. Because opportunities to show kindness will not last. They can pass very quickly and they will never come back. Amen? Amen? A single rose given to your mom is much more worthwhile than an entire expensive elaborate bouquet at her funeral ceremony. Because she still enjoy and smell that one rose. But she will not enjoy the big bouquet. Do your kindness. Do your giving while you are living. So that you will be knowing who is getting your giving. And you can enjoy your giving while you are living. Don't wait until you die before you bless your children financially. I and Pastor Da have the policy, the family kind of principle. We're going to bless our children while we are living. We are not waiting until we die and then they get our inheritance. Now we're going to help them, anything we can. Not that we will spoil them, but if we can help, we're going to bless them so that we can do the giving while we are living and we are knowing where it is going. Some people say, you know, I'm going to keep all of my money in the bank account. One of these days, I die, then the money will go to the church and go to some community or go to some charitable organization. I wait until I die and we'll go. But you never enjoy the blessing of giving because you already died. You should give now while you are living. So that you can enjoy your giving and your kindness to people. You can see the face brighten up and say, oh, good. You are so happy to see that they are blessed by you, by your giving. Amen? Don't wait until your mom dies and then say, I'm going to throw a big party for her. Do it now for her. Take her to some steakhouse. Take her to some nice sushi restaurant tonight. Feed her. Bless her now. Do that to your wife. Do that to your mom. Amen? Your mom has been doing to you for a long time. Be spontaneous. Amen? Regarding showing kindness, intention doesn't count. People say, I am aiming to be kind to my mom one of these days. I am having an intention. But do nothing about it. It doesn't count. Kindness has to be spontaneous. You do it as soon as an opportunity arises. One of the great stories in the Bible about being kind and being spontaneous is the story of the good Samaritan. A Jewish man was beaten up, was robbed and stolen. He was laying down on the roadside. Two religious Guys walk by. They are two religious Jewish people walk by. I can kind of guess in their mind. Maybe one of them was thinking, if I take care of this guy, the robber may come and rob me too. The court may blame me that I'm the one who hurt him. I should walk away. Another guy may be thinking, if I help him, hmm, I need to spend money for the hotel, for the band-aid, to buy the medication, to get on my donkey, is it tax deductible? (laughs) Can I deduct tax from the government? No, the government will not allow me to do that. I walk by. Another religious leader say, wow, I have a long day in my church office. I'm a full-time minister. Oh, today I give so many counseling. I have to prepare my sermon. I write so many sermons. I'm so tired serving in my church. And this guy on the road, this is his fault, not my fault. He should not walk by here and get robbed. It's his problem, not my problem. Bye-bye. He is not spontaneous. But one Samaritan man, he saw the injured man. He was so spontaneous. He picked up the man, banded him up, put on the donkey, sent him to the next door hotel. Leave the visa card and say, whatever you need to do to this man, feed him, I have to go to a business and come back. You use my credit card number and you can charge this credit card. He did not think about, he did not have even a second thought. He did not think twice. He did not think about tax deductible. He just so spontaneous to show kindness to the injured man. Kindness always costs something. There is a price tag with the word kindness. When you show kindness to people, you may have to pay some price. You may need to lose your sleep, lack the resting time, paying some money to help people. I want to encourage all of you. We don't live a life that we are the center of the universe. Should I go to care group? If I go to care group, what are I going to get? What are people going to do to me? Don't live a life that thinking about blessing me, blessing me, my own business, my agenda, my thing, my blessing. You should live a life that, what can I show kindness to people? I'm going to show up in a youth group today. I'm going to smile to some youth pastor and youth leader and I'm going to shake their hand and hug them. I'm going to show up today at that house. They have a meeting at Pastor Da's house because my mom go there to meet with Pastor Da. So I'm going to go there. I'm talking to the children in this room. I'm going to go there and help Pastor Da and my mom to clean up the table. And I'm going to show kindness. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and bless all these moms. Before I end the sermon, I would like to ask this question. This week, who you can be kind to? In this year, who can you be kind to? Are you looking around and look for people who are hurting, injured, and really depressed and discouraged? Look around you, in your home, in your office. In your home, what are you going to do to show kindness to your kids, to your mom, to your wife in this year, 2014? At workplace... When a new worker walks in who has not gone through orientation, will you help that new worker how to use the new computer program? Or you just ignore, it is not my business. Are you going to show kindness to the new worker? Are you going to show kindness to another worker who is so mean to you for many years? She walks in, she will say hi to you, and you still smile and help and put the food for lunch and give it to that rude person. What are you going to do at school? Are you going to show kindness to people who are called nerd and jerk? That no one likes him or her. You may think this friend is unpopular. If I go to show kindness to this friend, I will be unpopular as well. People are going to think that I'm a nerd, I'm a jerk. But kindness will change people's personality, kindness will change people's situation. When you show kindness to a nerd or a jerk or a person who is so mean to you, it will take that person out of the cocoon and blossom up to be a good person because somebody already sowed the seed of kindness into that person's heart. The heart going to be melt. That's how I and Pastor Dad do the mission work in the foreign land. When we go to meet somebody, for example, we met German people there, big guy. They look so, who is this small Thai man? This small Thai lady from Thailand, from America. We have two choices. We're going to ignore them or we're going to be kind to them. I wave my hand to some of these German men. And they look at me. Why he waved his hand to me? Continue to eat. Next morning, I wave again. And eventually they will melt. Because kindness really, really changed people's personality. If you face a difficult child in your house, instead of being mean and put him or her down with your words, why don't you show kindness that you learned today? Be supportive, sensitive, spontaneous, straightforward, and sympathetic to that difficult child. How about in the church? How are you going to show kindness to people? Maybe somebody sits next to you. Or you walk in and you see some stranger sit there. You just intentionally show kindness by sitting next to the next chair of that newcomers and smile. What can I help you? They struggle looking in the Bible, you open the Bible. They're looking for a restroom. Okay, come this way. I show you the restroom. You show kindness. You're sensitive. You give word of encouragement. You give a hug. You give a handshake. You smile and encourage that person. I know our church has been doing well with this issue. Amen? We show kindness. Maybe you walk in, you see a mom who looks so depressed, so sad. You just go there and encourage and say, can I take you out for dinner today? Show kindness to people. The Christian life is a life of kindness. I like this scripture. Titus chapter 3, verse 4. The Bible says, But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Jesus is called the kindness and the love of God. He incarnated. He came into the flesh, in person, in the body. He appeared on earth. And the Bible called Jesus the kindness of God. If you have Jesus in you, that Jesus, the kindness of God, must be revealed to you. If you want to become more like Jesus, you're going to be more kind to people. Practice all these five things that I mentioned about. Supportive, sensitive, straightforward, and sympathetic and spontaneous to people around you. You can quote all the scriptures. You can quote all the Bible and preach where you walk. But you don't show kindness to people that preaching means nothing because Jesus is kind. In Jesus' time, the Roman people were confused between the two words. One word is Christos, which means Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. And another one is Christos. The word Christos in Greek means kindness. So when they call Christos, Christos. What? They were confused about the name of Jesus. Is it Christos or Christos? But actually it's a good confusion. Because Jesus Christos is Christos. He is the God of kindness. So we should be kind. Amen? Everyone say, Jesus Christ is the kindness of God. One of the best ways to show kindness to unbelievers is to reveal Jesus to them And share with them about the kindness of God. That is Jesus Christ. Tell people about Jesus around you. Who come around you. Let them know that Jesus loved them. And show practical love to them by being kind to them. Before I end the sermon and pray. I like to give you two homeworks. Number one. Go back home today. And start to plan Your weekly agenda, weekly schedule, daily schedule. Where what you gonna do? Put in the schedule. How you gonna show kindness to your mom? How you gonna serve in the church? How you're gonna show kindness to your boss, to brother and sister in the church. Put in your calendar. Don't just live for yourself. Everything is about me, 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 me. The whole day, me, 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 me. Me, 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 If you live that way, you don't live like Christ. If you live like Christ, you put in your daily schedule. Maybe today, this evening, I'm going to come home early to help my mom cook. To help her get the garbage can out for her. Maybe you can come home and give word of encouragement. Maybe massage your mom. Give her a massage. Okay? Husband can do the same thing to the wife. Massage your wife. The mom of your kids. Second thing I want to give you homework. Go home and think about it. What can I do in secret to show kindness to my mom or to my family members or to the church and no one knows about it? You do it in secret. Maybe You show up in your house before your mom come back from work. And you clean up the whole house. Everywhere you just clean the the garbage, clean the restroom. When your mom come back, what is going on here? Why the house is in order? And you just keep your mouth shut. You don't say anything. You just do it in secret. Maybe you show up in the church and help do something. Show kindness to the people in the church. Amen? Do it in secret, and God knows. Put in your calendar. Put in your schedule. Some of them you can do it openly, and some of them you do it secretly. How many people want to do that? From now on, how many people want to have more kindness in your life? Show kindness to people. Don't just preach. Show kindness. Amen? And people are going to see Jesus in you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, For this message, we thank you, Lord, that you use human instrument, our mom and dad, to bring us into this world. We thank you, Lord. We know that our mom is not perfect. She has done her best. She has taken care of me. And Lord, I really appreciate what my mom has done for me. We pray, Father, that you will give us more kindness to show to our mom, to show to people around us, that Christ will rise up on the inside of us. And Lord, I pray and bless those who make a commitment to raise their kids to be godly people. They say that I and my household will serve the Lord. I pray father that you will give all the resources and finances to all the mom in this room. The strength, the wisdom, the grace, the power, the strength, anything that they need to raise their kids to be godly. Oh father, we pray lord that all this teaching that we learned today, all the principle of kindness, we can put into practice. We will begin to walk in kindness and more people will know Jesus Christ and see Jesus Christ to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we pray for the mom, I'd like to ask anyone in this room would like to receive the kindness of God that appeared 2,000 years ago. His name is Jesus Christ. If you want to accept Jesus into your life, I want to ask you to pray with me. Amen. How many people say, I want Jesus to come into my life? Raise your hand up. Jesus, the kindness of God, come into my life. You raise your hand up and ask Jesus to come into your life. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Father in heaven, I received you as my God now. Lord Jesus, the kindness of God come into my life. Help me to be kind to my mother, to people around me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sin and save me. Jesus, I loved you. You save me. You pay the price for me. In Jesus' name. I am saved today. My name is recorded in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like to pray for all the mom that God will bless and use you. All the mom, could you please stand up? like to pray for the man Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord Hallelujah Thank you Lord Jesus Lift your hand up to heaven and receive from the Lord by faith Father in heaven Amen. I pray on behalf of this church in the name of Jesus Christ That your mighty hands Will be upon all these mothers, Lord. I pray, Father, that Your grace will increase in their life. They shall have more wisdom, more resources, more faith, more love, more kindness to raise their children. And they will not only raise their children, but they can show kindness to other family as well, to other kids to the kids that have single mom, to the family that suffer, Lord. I pray, Father, you bless them so that they can bless the nation. You use them like you use Mary, the mother of Jesus. You use them like the mother of Moses who raised that boy, Moses, to be the deliverer of a nation. Use this mom, Lord, to raise up the new generation who will be the deliverer of the city, the nation. Oh Lord, they will be like Moses' mom. They will be like Lord Ruth who raised the kid to be the ancestor of Jesus Christ. They will be like Lord Mary. Thank you, Lord. Put your hand upon them and grace them indeed. Give them all the things that they need, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We Believe, Lord, that all of their children shall be saved and shall serve the Lord. Their household will serve the Lord. Lord, I pray if their husband is not saved, I pray the salvation will come to their husband. If they are single mom, you will, Lord, take care of them very well. They will not lack any good things in their life, Father. They shall have all the things that they need. You shall be their husband. You shall take care of them, Lord. Your grace shall abound in their life, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, bless them indeed. Everyone say, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord.
0: All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away by your only son Bring me your diet, you said